Are you ready? Um, yes, let's begin. So it's going to go... Welcome to Speakeasy. Play the Speakeasy music here. Music comes on. Now it's playing under us. And hello, everybody. This is Speakeasy number five, I believe. And this is an occasional podcast-only episode that we put out. We kind of play some pieces of tape from interviews we've done that never saw the light of day on our regular show. And we speak off the cuff about them, a.k.a. speak easily about them. Oh, yeah. That's why we call it that. It's a pun of sorts. And also, the reason we're doing a speakeasy this week is because we did a big live show last week. And then because but, we're really tired and lazy, we didn't want to make a whole new show, so we made this one for you. Yeah, we made a we, we released a a repeat episode on mm-hmm. Friday. Encore presentation. An encore presentation, as we cunningly call it. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to play you this episode to appease those of you who follow us on podcast because we love you. That's right. And so this first piece, uh, we had Ian McKellen on a few weeks back, maybe a month or so ago now. Yes, perhaps best known for playing Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies. What a wonderful man. That's a great interview. You should go listen to the whole thing. But we want to start first uh, by giving you a peek behind the curtain. So he actually, Elvis Mitchell, uh, who is a host of a radio show in KCRW called The Treatment, had was interviewing uh, Ian right before we were. We know that because we were waiting for them. They ran over like 15 minutes. So Rico and I are listening to their conversation. Great conversation. Elvis Mitchell, Mitchell's a yes. genius about film. But he did go way over into he our went, time, Elvis, if you're time. listening. But I bring that up to say that what happens is often with a guest as big as Ian McKellen, you are one of many people interviewing them. And so when you finally get to them, you need to refresh their memory. As to what exactly they're going what, to do for what you. What they're doing and, and who they're doing it with. That's right. So when we finally got to talk with Sir Ian, he, not surprisingly, started the conversation by asking us this. Uh, so what, tell me what we're going to do. All right. So here's the here's the deal. We're going to uh, chat with you briefly about uh, yes. your movie and about a little bit about um, your career. And then um, we've told our audience that you are coming and you are going to follow in the tradition of such geniuses as uh, Mel Brooks and other folks and answer our listeners' etiquette questions. Okay. And you can take them as seriously or non-seriously as you like. Yes. All right. You, might, ima- you might imagine Mel Brooks didn't take them very seriously. No, no. He uh, he came to see me in a show once, and he came back saying, "He says I, I, I can't believe you're not Jewish. You're so good." <laughs> there you go, Ian Kellen. Mel Brooks did not say that to me after he came to our show and did etiquette. Come on, great Mel. throat clearing there too by Ian McKellen. I think whatever he's doing to his voice, it's making it perfect. So maybe we should be clearing our voices a lot more. But let's say so. That was the beginning of the interview. Then we got to the end of the interview, and we're giving you another peek behind the curtain. Uh, at the end of our interviews, we ask people to give us jokes, which you often hear at the beginning of our show as icebreakers. Yes. So, And they often don't have them because we're always asking for a clean joke, and it has to be short. I guess 60, 40, 60% of the time they do have one. 40% of the time we feed them a joke. Yes. Uh, so we gave... Well, Ian, a joke. Yeah, well, although actually, uh, he he told us a joke, and we all agreed that it really wasn't very good. And okay. as you all know, our bar is very low, yes. so it really wasn't a so good joke. So we're not going to embarrass him and play that for you, but we are going to play what happened next. Give me a joke. Give me another joke. Well, here's, I don't know if you want to take it, but this was written by a public radio personality here in L.A. named John Raby, who's a huge fan. And it is, where does Gandalf shop for clothes? This is a big geek joke, by the way. The punchline is, the gap of Rohan. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know if you So, will. okay, here, 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 here's my joke. Uh, it's somebody else's joke, but I'm speaking it. Where does Gandalf buy his clothes? 
Out of nowhere. At the Gap of Rohan. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand that. It's not dirty, is it? No. Okay. I think the Gap of Rohan is something in J.R. Tolkien's universe. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to put you through that. You're too dignified a gentleman. That's all right. That is brilliant. It teaches us many things. One, the dirty version he was thinking of is actually funnier than the real version. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Two, that's the most attention the Gap has received in the past seven yes. years, since since H&M has landed on our shores. Yes. And number three, three he plays Gandalf, and he doesn't know that much about J.R.R. Tolkien's universe. Mm. Gandalf has not, clearly hasn't read the books very deeply. Well, that, He's not a geek. That coincides with my number three, which is going to be he is uh, the consummate actor, because he didn't like the line, but he delivered it with a plum, yes. and he delivered it without even really knowing what it was. So, <laughs> Ian McKellen, thank you for playing along. That's right. And thank you, John Raby. Who uh, he has a show called Off Ramp here in Los Angeles. That our show actually first began on that show. That's right. So even though your joke is actually kind of not funny to you, McKellen, we thank you for providing us with the ability to give that tape to the world. Um, we have another piece of tape. I don't even know how we get into this tape. I guess this. Maybe we talk about Gandalf's hair. <laughs> Gandalf has really long hair. The best hair. Ian McKellen does not. Um, but then I was interviewed. On this transition, I'm left it's, hanging. It's here. not good. But yeah. let's just say Tiana that- Paris came by our studios. She stars in Chirac. She was in Dear White People last year. You may know her from Mad Men, where she played Don Draper's secretary. Yes. She was so warm and wonderful. We ended up just chatting for like a half hour, and I couldn't include all of it. And she was talking to me right before I was coming out to L.A. to do this live show. It's all in the clip. That oh, part is there. Okay. So let's... But it is important for people to know that Tiana Paris has amazing hair. Oh, yeah. So on our show, we pride ourselves in not asking people the obvious question and trying to have a substantive discussion with them about what they're doing. Yeah. Chirac has lots of rich issues to talk about, but she is known for having amazing hair. She tricks it out every time she does an event, if whether she goes on TV like Ellen or on the red carpet. So I kind of didn't talk about the hair in the interview, but she is a leading authority on hair. I am obsessed with my hair a little bit. And I'm glad so, you're bad enough to admit it. I mean, I, I, other people would say I'm obsessed. I guess I talk about it a lot. And here's an example of that. I'm actually thinking about cutting all my hair off. I like your hair. It's pretty really? long. It's pretty long. We're doing a live show in L.A. in three weeks. Okay. And I'm thinking that I might need to change it up because I've had this length for a couple years. Mm. Let me tell you. What you don't want to do is mm-hmm. have your big moment on mm-hmm. camera that mm-hmm. you've been waiting for, mm-hmm. and then you make this huge, drastic decision, Yeah, and you're like, why did I do that? <laughs> I should have stuck with what I know, All right. and and then maybe on the next one, when you have time in between, All ease right. into it. That's right. like me trying a different lipstick shade or a different foundation. See, I just thought it would be the right moment, because it's kind of like, you know what, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to like do something different. How I just long? came back from vacation, so my beard's all funky and weird. And I was like, I'll keep the beard and cut the hair. I'm so into beards right now. Okay. It's well, a good full beard. All right. I like it's little, it. It's a little white, though. Like That's nice. Hair. You okay. don't like the white hair? Well, I mean, it, it, it dates me. No. A bit. Look, some people are premature white. Thank you. I'm premature white. <laughs> I mean, I'm white and I premature and white. Premature white. white. I knew I said that one now. <laughs> You're white and premature That's right. white. Look for the sequel. She, so she started Dear White People. Look for her in the sequel, Premature White People. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Prematurely white. We should let people know that you did keep your hair long mm-hmm. for the live show. Yes. And actually, this segues nicely into the last thing that we have to play for people, mm. which is that uh, Father John Misty, the wonderful musician, he was the musical guest on our show. Mm-hmm. And after me and Brendan 
Brendan in his bearded, long-haired glory sort of did a little monologue. Father John Misty came out in his bearded, long-haired glory, and he said the following. I'm essentially indistinguishable from the host of this show, I just realized. I've always wanted to be a folk singer stunt double. I thought it'd be great. <laughs> you really could. You get yeah. all the accolades. You go into town where that singer is playing. And collect free attract drinks. Attract attention, get free drinks, and yes, but you don't actually have to stand on stage and warble. That's nice. Yeah. But he is a great warbler, and uh, he played a handful of songs for us that evening. We're going to include one of them on our show next week, so download the podcast that comes out later this week. But we wanted to give you another treat, which is one of the songs he performed. Yes. And this is called I Love You, Honey Bear. We, uh, it's off his album of the same name. Yeah. And we actually can't really play this song. We could play it and bleep certain portions of it. But it seems like it would ruin the vibe. We can't play it on radio because it's a little blue blue at times. So that's why it's perfect for this podcast. Father John Misty's live performance of I Love You, Honey Bear at the Ace Theater in downtown Los Angeles at the Dinner Party Download Midwinter Review. Oh, honey bear, honey bear, honey bear, mascara blood. Ashen come on the Rorschach sheets where we make love. Honey bear, honey bear, honey bear. Fuck the world, damn straight malaise. It may be just us who feel this way. But don't ever doubt this. My steadfast conviction, my love, you're the one I wanna watch the ship go down with. The future can't be real, I barely know how long a moment is, unless we're naked getting high on the mattress while the global it crashes as death fills the streets with garden variety oblivious and you grab my hand and say and I told you so voice it's just how we expected everything is doomed And nothing will be spared But I love you, honey bear Next door, I'm probably conceiving a Damien. Don't they see the darkness rising? Good luck fingering oblivion. We're getting out now while we can. 
always have the last of the smokes and chicken just one cadillac will do to get us out to where we're going i brought my mother's depression you've got your father's scorn and a wayward and schizophrenia But everything is fine Don't give in to despair Cause I love you Honey bear Father John Misty live at the Ace Theater. You are going to hear more of that performance as well as conversations with our other guests like Jason Schwartzman and Jenny Slate and Lena Waith from mm-hmm. the TV show Master of None coming this Friday. That'll be on this Friday's episode. That song is called I Love You, Honey Bear. Yeah. Who can deny a honey bear? Except when the honey bear is almost empty. Yeah, uh, you know. I don't feel love for the honey bear then. <laughs> because then I have tea that's not sweet. And with that, bon appetit. <laughs> 